Hello, sugars. Welcome to the Dear Maddie Show 101. Look at this. We're starting off with another number one. I want to thank everybody so much for their your outpouring of support and your comments and letting me know how much you enjoyed the 100th episode with uh, another Matt Marr. It was, again, I thought it was a great conversation, and um, I know some other Matt Mars. I'm trying to see if I can facilitate those conversations as well, because I just think it would be great. I just, But I can't believe 100... A hundred episodes in. That's crazy. Well, for 101, I have a really, 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 really nice guy by the name of Wes Ferguson. His Twitter name and his kind of on-air personality is Westifer. Um, he's adorable. He is. Uh, he hosts a podcast called The Richie Rich and Westifer Show, which I will be guesting on this Saturday. I don't know when it's going to air, but I think it'll air, I think, next week. Uh, he's a certified fitness trainer. Um, he also has a really good book. It's actually a really good book. And because you know I don't promote stuff unless I actually know about it. Uh, it's called Better by 30, A New You in 30 Days. What I love about this guy is that um, he's all about inspiration, all about motivation, but man, we are two queens who love a good dick joke. You know what I mean? So I think you're... I think you're going to be like, oh, this is Maddie's people. He's definitely, we've become friends. Um, he's done a lot more other stuff. He's done stuff for Entertainment Tonight. He's done a lot of entertainment. I mean, a lot of stuff. And I, you can follow him in the show notes. But main things you need to know are uh, he's about his other podcast and that he's a trainer. And so we're talking a lot about we're talking a lot about fitness and fitness goals. But we're also, I mean, we both have gay DD. So this conversation is going off the rails. But mainly what I love about Wes Ferguson, aka Westerfer, is that I really do feel like I, I just found another fan, another friend, and I also love that in this culture of Los Angeles and West Hollywood, uh, a lot of gay men can be like women, and they're not the most supportive of each other. And I love if you follow him on Twitter, or if you don't yet, I do follow him on Twitter, and so I love that what he says. He's not only just funny but he's also a supportive person and the kind of and he's supportive of other gay people he's supportive of women he's just an all-around good guy so i think you'll enjoy this show so enjoy the dear maddie show episode 101 with wes ferguson what's up what what everybody let's go it's a podcast hello everybody i'm matt marr welcome to dear maddie show it's a beautiful mid-morning in uh, los angeles today and i am here with I promise we won't talk too much about Wonder Woman, but another Wonder Woman fan, Wes Ferguson. Welcome to the show. Oh, hi. Thank you so much for having me. No, I'm so glad you're... Wes does a lot more stuff than Wonder Woman, but he came and saw my kitchen. Oh, as soon as I saw the Wonder Woman uh, memorabilia, I was like, oh my gosh, I have to... Yeah. It's a thing. We're both comic book nerds. But, okay. Now, I'm going to go through. I'm not great at reading bios, but I want to tell people who you are. So, you just step in and be like, bitch, you got that wrong. <laughs> so, because... <laughs> Hopefully that bio's up to date. But, we'll no, you are... Uh, you're a podcaster like myself. I so, sure am. The Richie Rich and Westifer Show. Yes. Uh, and it's on iTunes or wherever you get um, your oh, podcast. Oh, yeah. It's everywhere. Stitcher, I'm sure. Ooh. all that. I'll leave yeah. a link in the show. Which... And I say, you're, you are Wes Ferguson, but... Uh, a lot of people just call you Westerfer. They just call me Westerfer. It's a like- nickname that I picked up uh, many years ago. A friend of mine had a dream that I had come out with my own signature fragrance. Oh, wow. And it was called Westerfer. <laughs> <laughs> 
amazing. And I, at that time, I was like, that's my Twitter name. That's that, got to be, because I was just starting Twitter. That's, that's how long oh, ago yeah, it was. Oh, yeah, yeah, I was like, that's got to be my Twitter name. And so from then on, everyone just started calling me Westifer. So that's how it stuck. What would Westifer smell like? I feel like it would probably be, um, you know, a, like a mix of um, like bittersweet coffee with maybe, um, you know, a hint of vanilla or something. Like oh. just a little bitter, but a little sweet. Strong but sweet. Yeah, exactly. Look at that. Would that go? Now, where'd you grow up? I actually grew up in the Midwest. I grew up in Ohio. Oh. I am a little farm boy oh. at heart. So Look at you, like in like country? Oh my gosh. My grandfather was the town butcher. Oh, wow. Yes. Oh, <laughs> so wow. What was, his na- what was his name? The um, the butcher shop was called Husings, and it's right, actually right off the main uh, freeway that goes through there. So if you've ever been down I-75 and you see Husings... Oh, it's still was, there? Mm-hmm, it sure is. Is it still a family business? It Actually, he sold it a few years ago. Uh, wow. Yeah, but it was... Uh, did uh, you ever uh, work in the butcher shop? I never did, and that's why I still have all my fingers. Oh, wow. Actually, you know what? My grandfather still has all his fingers, so he was a very good very good at what he did. But um, no, I never worked there, but I was around there all the time as a kid. Um, you know, I saw... Slaughter. Days Can you eat? Do you eat meat? I do. Oh, you yeah. do. Yeah. I yeah. mean, it, you become desensitized to it yeah. when you're four, five, six years old, walking through a slaughterhouse. You're. It just. It's normal to yeah. you to see. You know all that stuff. So that's so. Fu- it's funny because my father's a plumber, so I grew up like going with him, like doing plumbing. And people are like, "Oh, plumbing's gross," and I'm like. And you see one step to tank overflow, you see, you get used to exactly. it. Exactly. I mean, it's exactly. not a joy, but you're like, yeah. No, but at the same time, it does. I think for most people stepping into a slaughterhouse, they would probably never, you know, eat meat again. But that uh-huh. probably goes for any food. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, for me, it's, it's, it's just something that I grew up with. So, wow. Yeah, I, I definitely it. have that kind of good old boy upbringing, but that's what. And when did you move to Los Angeles? You know, believe it or not, I moved out here about twenty years ago. Oh wow, you were you were like in freaking middle school. <laughs> Lord, um, yeah, it was a long time ago, and LA is now definitely my home. And as much as I love LA, I just always, always, always think of those roots and my family and how it was brought up. And oh yeah, you know, just little things like my mom always used to say, "A farmer always waves back." So you always wave at the farmer oh, in the field because they'll I always wave that. back to you. But you're here in the city. You walk by, people don't even look at you in the eye. So No, I make it a point still to smile at people. They probably think I'm like being rapey or whatever, or child, but I'm always, like, and I'll comment on people's children. I'll be like, they're so cute. And my friends are like, uh, you people think you're creepy. Uh, that's how you, you could tell, like right around Pride here or other big events, you can tell uh-huh. who's from L.A., and who's not? Because the people who are not from LA will smile and, and say hello. Yeah. And the people that are from LA will just brush past you. Yes. Something happens when you live too close to other people. You be, have to like build this wall around yourself somehow. Mm. Like a lot of people do, where they they don't want to interact with everybody else. Like this is weird thing that happens. But the, when you get further apart and you live, you know, your neighbor is like, Oh, you can see their house mm-hmm. suddenly you become more friendly. Yeah. So it's kind of the, you know, I guess that's uh-huh. emotional or psychological thing, but no, I think, I also think so too. In that, I mean, not everybody just, especially like in, in LA or West Hollywood that some people aren't necessarily meant all mentally there. True. And so there's just, there's just some people I think are protecting themselves too. I don't, this isn't, look at, see my gay DD. We totally are <laughs> off on an 
Another. Now I do want to on a tangent. Now I do want to say too, just so to preface people, like what um, trash cans backing up. Now I know nobody can hear it, but I can. Um, what? So not you're a podcaster, you're a blogger, you're you've written a book, you're a mm-hmm. fish a a fitness and nutrition coach expert. Yes. So. Um, so yes, Westifer is pretty. Everybody, if you're wanting to know, I feel fat right now. I do. I do have abs. Thank you. Do thank God I've been working out a lot, or I would feel really shameful right now. But I've been hitting it since the new year. Oh, that's um, good. That's good. Yep. I, you know, it's a great time, and really, any time's a good time to get into it. Really, but, but I love being a communicator. Uh, you know, a lot of people identify themselves by what they do, mm-hmm. and I don't consider myself to be just a trainer Mm -hmm. i really do consider myself to be a communicator Mm -hmm. because i teach people um Mm -hmm. in class or Mm -hmm. one-on-one and it's about their form and speed and i'm trying to not just tell them to do an exercise but what is your focus here what muscles are at work what Mm -hmm. should you be feeling right now what is this doing and so you really have to communicate that when you have Mm -hmm. a class of 20 people you cannot possibly want you know by each one position them in a (laughs) right way they have to be able to to hear what you're saying you have to be able to communicate and i feel like the podcast is very uh similar in that regard i mean it has nothing to do with health and fitness so what is it's this? just fun yeah, i totally meant to listen before it's another way of of communicating i have a friend of mine uh his name well his nickname is richie rich my nickname is westifer that's uh-huh. where the show comes from and we just thought that we had a lot of fun conversations about any random thing and we thought it would be fun just to start our own podcast Mm -hmm. and we kind of rip through the week's uh trending topic so whether it's um you know beyonce's pregnancy coming through on your uh instagram feed Mm -hmm. or facebook feed or twitter feed or Mm -hmm. whatever or the meme of the week Mm -hmm. or whatever it is the few things we don't really touch on we don't do a lot of politics Mm -hmm. i know that's been in everyone's social media feed lately but we feel like politics is very divisive it's Mm -hmm. hard to you know express your voice without putting mm. someone else down. Well, and that's a lot of people thing. are like, sick of it, too. They really are. And, I mean, we certainly put a lot of people down. Like, we talk so much shit on Uh-oh. the show. Uh-oh, your but... queen's dishing some trash, oh, aren't God. you? we are shady. <laughs> shady queen. We are shady. We pop open a <laughs> bottle of wine. And it's always funny because we do try to put the more anything serious up front, uh-huh. you know? But you can tell, like... By the time we get to our celebrity topics, uh-huh. we've had a glass or two. Uh- <laughs> the, the laughter is starting to get a little maniacal, and then we just shade everyone. So it 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 it, it goes does there. Yeah. No, I do another podcast that um, hopefully by the t- time it, I've been doing a YouTube, but it's going to start called TVT Time with my with my sister friend. And we're not drinking tea; we're drinking wine and teacups. Mm-hmm. But it, we're doing like television recaps and stuff like oh, that. That's but fantastic. it's uh, yeah. Yeah, at the time, it is funny when I'm editing that and I'm listening. Like, oh, this is the end of the show because yep. I'm drunk. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I have to answer advice questions on this show, so I like I purposely. There's only been a couple of shows where I drink, but I actually don't. I don't drink on Dramatic because I want people to know that like I'm here, yeah. and I'm present. Yeah. But we just no, we invite our audience to come sit on the couch with us. Yes. You know, have a drink of your favorite beverage. Love it. Sit on the couch with us and just talk some shit. And we have so much fun. I and love it. To top it off, every week we ask a sex question. 
Oh. So we typically throw it out on Twitter. Either it's multiple choice or a mm-hmm. yes or no. You know, last week was, have you ever forgotten somebody that you had sex with? And then, like, remembered later, like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I had sex with them. Have you? Uh, yes. Yeah. Come That's on. A- Look, because you're pretty. You live in L.A. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I've had sex with a lot of people, and I don't have abs, so come on. <laughs> I always told, like, if I, like, was really beautiful and had abs, like, I would be in a colostomy bag by 35. Oh, like, my God. That's why God just didn't do that for me. <laughs> I have been, you know what, I've been really fortunate, and I touch uh, on this a little bit in, in the book that I wrote. I've been really fortunate in that there was a period of my life where I partied a lot and mm-hmm. did, like, a lot of drugs. Mm-hmm. And definitely had a lot of sex, too. But I was always really safe, and I oh, always, um, you know, to this day, you know, knock on wood, mm-hmm. <laughs> clear of clear of everything, clear and healthy. And um, yeah, it, it's um, definitely lived a life. So my answer to the sex question is usually yes, <laughs> whatever it is. This is why I will not play that game, never have I ever, that drinking game. Oh, because you just game. get drunk. I'll, I'll be, yeah, you're like five wasted. questions in, I'm done. You're, the, so. you're like done. Which in the book, I think we said it, but I want to say it again. It's better by 30, a new you in 30 days. So, okay, tell me a little bit, like, give everybody like a little rundown what the book is about. Sure. Well, the preface is for the book is that you can make a major life change day by day, and by the end of a month, you will be in a different place oh i love that it's like because i always say to people they want to change and they it's so overwhelming i'm like piecemeal it Mm -hmm. i never thought about just that's so simple why haven't i said that so that's great yeah in this book even though i am you know almost naked on the cover which is a reason (laughs) in itself to buy the book by the way (laughs) it is it's available now on amazon but um it's really a goal setting book so it's not Mm. necessarily about fitness it's not necessarily about i mean for myself the journey was yeah trying to eat better trying Mm -hmm. to you know all that stuff. But it really is any goal that you've set for yourself. If you break it down day by day, mm-hmm. you can attain that goal. And that's exactly what this Amen. book is. Chapter by chapter, at the end of each chapter, when we've talked about this particular topic, you have a mission. And so once you're done reading that chapter, you have to complete that mission before you can move on to the mm. next chapter. Ooh, I love and it. it's some, you know, like the first chapter is just be prepared to do the work. What are you willing to do? Mm. Is it 20 minutes a day? Is it twice a week? Is it once a week? Is mm-hmm. it, what is it you're willing to put into it? Mm-hmm. And that's got to be the first step. Because mm-hmm. if you're not willing to make any changes, then mm-hmm. you don't actually want to change. Mm. Or, or at least you're not going to. <laughs> yeah. It's so like, do you feel like, because um, I've done other books like The Artist Way and stuff, which is kind of like a chapter-by-chapter kind of workbook like that. Mm-hmm. I love that because I think it's more engaging. But there's always like certain chapters. I talk to friends that we always we get stuck on and sometimes have to read. Like So of your book, like of, of Better by 30, A New Day in 30 Days, what is there a chapter you feel like when people tell you like, that is the hardest chapter for me to break through or that's where I get stuck on or, or maybe even in your clients is what, what comes to mind? I think um, I actually think it's the first chapter because <laughs> because that's the biggest hurdle. It is hardest to start. The, I think the biggest obstacle is starting and uh. and and defining well, what am I going to do? Mm-hmm. If it's you know you have a goal, to, maybe you have a book that you want to write. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, what does that mean? Are you going to mm-hmm. write a chapter a night? Because that's that's a pretty big 
That's a lot. That's a lot. That's a lot. Are you going to write twice a week? Are you going to write for an hour a day? Mm-hmm. What is it that you're going to do? And I think that's, for a lot of people, the hardest part because that's also the biggest reality check. Mm. Once you're already on that path, you can tick off, yeah, I decided to, you know, um, not put, uh, you know, not do, uh, like one of the chapters is just about, you know, um, putting the right things in your in your body and recognizing mm-hmm. that, uh, you know, whether it's emotional eating or whether it's, you know, alcohol or whatever, which uh, we all do, what, to be cognizant of that and say, I'm going to be more aware of. But once you're already on that journey, it's easy to be like, oh, well, instead of soda, I'm just going to have, you know, lemon water. Or mm-hmm. instead of, once you're already there, mm-hmm. it's easy to tick off those things along the way, but it really is that first step because that's mm. the reality check the reality check is you're in this place because you got yourself here now what are you willing to do to get yourself out of it and yeah. for most people it's like nothing nothing yeah yeah <laughs> so yeah. they've immobilized themselves yeah, exactly from the very beginning that's the hardest i mean it's like going to the gym it literally is just going there i the gym that i go to it's like the david barton century city it's not the nicest gym but it's cheap and it's great and i like my trainer um but I never, I never want to go. Mm-hmm. Like, even though I know I'm going to feel better, I never want to go until you get there. I walk there. Well, right before I walk in, like, there's they do the laundry, and so like the exhaust vents of the laundry. Yeah, there's the smell of it, and then once I smell the smell, I'm like, okay, I'm ready to walk in and work out. It's exactly. like I need that smell. I, maybe I just need a fragrance. Maybe, that, that, yeah, get I that need, in the Febreze. I mean, that needs to be a Maddie fragrance that I spray in my face to make me fucking do shit. <laughs> That's the motivational <laughs> spray. <laughs> I love it. So, okay. So, how long have you and Richie Rich been doing the podcast? We've been doing the show just over a year. Oh, great. Yeah, we started last January. And, you know, it's crazy because when we first started, there are a lot of things that you do and you don't, I mean, you know, like you want to be popular Mm -hmm. or whatever. But Mm -hmm. when we first started doing this, number one, I thought if we do it for two months Mm -hmm. in a row every week, I'm going to be really surprised. Because it is creating that habit that's the hardest uh-huh. part, right? Even though we had set our intent and mm-hmm. said we're going to do it once a week, I was like, something's going to come up. One of us will have to work. One of us will have to do this. But we kept with it. And at first, we were maybe getting you know, 20, 30 downloads a day, mm-hmm. which is not bad. No, that's great. But there was a point where it went up to like 100, 200, 250. Like it just kept growing Mm -hmm. and we're getting you know it's it's amazing to see the audience grow and to see those downloads going up that's the it's the consistency i know from talking to podcasters and the ones that make it and the ones that don't are the ones that just no matter what keep doing it i know that whenever i uh i was doing like a what was i doing what was it was it a film i forgot but i took like a two month two and a half month break from dear maddie I was like, it'll be fine. I'll just take like a couple months break. Killed me. Yeah. Killed me. It's almost felt like I, I didn't have to start over, but it was like I lost so many subscribers and downloads when I started again. So that was a, a yeah, lesson I it learned. It kills your momentum. You have to keep it going. Yeah. And 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 I think for us, you know, we've we've been very focused on keeping it going and doing it every week. But I think part of the reason we like it so much is because it is such a release yeah. for us. You know, I mean, we get to just unload. Yeah. 
everything from the week. And I think that's why people... It's like therapy. Yes. And I think that's why people respond to it because either they're laughing at us or they have their own thoughts on the matter and they're able to just get all of that out, you know? Mm. Mm-mm. Well, and I've just been busy and I've been back. I need to listen. So I'm sorry. I'm going to, I will do that actually, because as you were saying, talking about it, I'm like, <laughs> I need that. I'm so sick of my Facebook feed. It's all political and it just makes me want to like punch somebody in the face. <laughs> yes. I don't want to do that anymore. I don't yeah. want to do that at all. Um, okay. So uh, now you, well, I don't want to ask you about your clients because you probably can't talk about your clients that you've trained and done stuff with, but I want you to. I know. I can't. Yeah, I typically don't no. talk about my clients. So um, many famous people. I know. I want to know if they hate doing squats like I do. <laughs> I will say, no, you can't. I for the most part, yes. I mean, they're, they're, the reason that someone hires a trainer is to kick their ass. Yeah. It, it is because they're not necessarily motivated to do it on their own. Yeah. Have you ever been intimidated by one of your clients? Like, like for you, like, cause as a trainer, you know, you kind of like you're in charge, mm-hmm. so to speak. So like, but as it, and like my trainer, like he will, you know, I'll be like, no. And he'll be like, yes, yes, you are. Like, have you ever had that client that was either so famous or whatever successful that it was hard for you to step up and do that? Or are you in game mode when you're in it? I'm really in game mode, and I and I find too that people are willing to relinquish their power. Okay, where um, they know that you are there to kick their ass. Yes. They know you are there to do X, Y, and Z, and so you're not there to treat them like a celeb. You're you're, you're there. there to work them out. So in, in a lot of ways, they're ready to relinquish that and and allow you to be their coach. Because there's something that they want from you. Yeah. So they're, they're willing to learn. Um, I think the only time I've had, I've never had like a, a, a problem with a celeb, but I will say that one time I had a client who, and he owns several uh, retail outlets, and again, I won't mention any names, but um, we had our first session where I asked him where we were going to have the workout and mm-hmm. he led me downstairs and opened up a door to a bedroom. <gasps> oh. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh God. You're like, I'm a trainer. This is gonna be our last session. <laughs> and I and I turned, I was like, you know, I don't think there's enough room in here to really work out. <laughs> I just played it like I was such a dick. Uh-huh. I was like, you know, I just don't think there's really enough room in here. We should just go outside. And so we ended up going outside and doing the workout there. And that was the last time he ever spoke to that me. That was the first and last first workout? First and last. First and last. It was incredibly uh-huh. awkward. Wow. It was, re- yeah, very, I was like, oh, God. Sounds like, like something Brian Singer would do. And I was like, Sorry. you know what? Uh, one of the greatest tricks you can play is just as a ditz. I Especially being like Southern with my accent, people automatically assume that I'm stupid, which I'm not the smartest bird in the bushel or what. That's the wrong <laughs> saying. But <laughs> but I do. I often play. I'm like, I don't just care if you think off. I'm dumb. Just pl- yeah. Just I don't play care. I'd rather just get yeah. out of the situation. Exactly. Look at that. There's yeah. a survival tip, ladies. Play dumb. Play dumb. Play mm-hmm. dumb, men. 
exactly dumb. All right. Let's get to some questions, all right? So, yeah. uh, yes, because we've talked about the podcast. We've talked about the book. Okay, great. Oh, and so, you, just one last thing. If you ever yeah. want to catch up on anything related to um, uh, my podcast or anything like that, I do have a website, westferguson.com. Oh, yeah. yeah that will be in the show I, links. Yeah. I've been uh, you know blogging a little more lately, and sometimes I do like quick, easy recipes. Sometimes I'll talk about something oh, on the good. podcast. I'm terrible so. at blogging. I love cooking, so I but love it's cooking. Always but I'm easy stuff. Blocking. Oh, yeah, I know. I'm trying to get better at it. Last week I did like a post a day, and then I don't think I've updated for another week. So you're better. But, Mine was yeah. like seven months ago. But I try. I try. I it's just, another consistency thing. I've just decided that I don't think I'm going to do it. So it's okay. It's like Snapchat. Everybody's like, you need to do Snapchat. And you know what? I was like. I don't like Snapchat. No. I'm okay. I don't yeah. need to do it. I have Twitter. I have Instagram. Yeah. I have Facebook. I'm fine. It's enough. It's enough. It's enough. It's enough. Okay. Sorry, I'm moving papers, everybody, with a microphone. So we've got two questions this week. Oh, yeah, great. We have time. So, okay, this first question is from Jill, age 68, okay? And Jill says, Dear Maddie, my boyfriend broke up with me after three years. I was a drama queen, I think. He felt stressed with me, so he had his old girlfriend overnight when we were together, and he spent the night together. Huh? I have to read that sentence again. So he had Maybe his old they spent girl- the night together. So he had his old girlfriend when we were together, and had okay. So he fucked his girlfriend, right? So he, when yeah, over, he when they were her. still together. Yeah. Okay, yeah. I figured I was done, so I wrote her a letter telling her that. I'm so confused with this person. He had lied to her about. Wait, I'm going to start this question over. I really reread this, but Jill, you're, I love you, but your sentence structure is making me crazy. Okay. Um, <laughs> my boyfriend broke up with me after three years. I, I was a drama queen, I think. He felt stressed with me, so he had his girl, old girlfriend overnight when we were together, and they spent the night together. I figured I was done, so I wrote – she says her. I'm assuming him a letter. Uh, wrote a letter telling uh, – Telling her that he lied to her about not being in a relationship. Oh, oh, oh. oh. So she wrote, so she wrote a letter to, to the, the uh, mistress. Okay. Oh. I told her I was hoping he would stop uh, being deceitful to women. Oh, so this is like a Rhea, uh, Reba McIntyre, um, Linda, what was her name? <laughs> Does he love you? <laughs> like he loves me. <laughs> Do you know you know that yes. country music yeah. right up in Ohio? Remember that video? Oh my god! Oh my god! Did you queen out over? I loved <laughs> that video. Oh my god! Okay. Anyway, I wrote. Um, I told him I. So she wrote the letter, and then she said, "Then Jill says I told him I wrote the letter and gave him a copy and hoped he would change. It would change him. And I knew we were done. He went. First of all, she said that I knew we were done five times, which mm-hmm. means she doesn't feel like we're done. Right. Anyway, he went to make up with her, a longtime friend who had cheated on years ago. I'm so confused. So they remained friends without benefits. Great. He came home from visiting her and wanted to see me. Then, so, okay, you were together, he left you for her, Mm -hmm. and now he wants to visit you. Then he told me, since I didn't see him, that he chose her. Then he went to California with her for two weeks, but we texted each day sex texts, too. And he told me she wouldn't have sex with him. Who knows if he told the truth. So, when... when he came back, they went out. She went out with him again. Then he told me he wanted to be Jesus. Then he told me he wanted to be with me, but promised her he would never be with me again. But he said he was confused. Yeah, no shit. I then told him, you can take her. I don't want you to break your promise. She lives 1,000 miles from him, and he is flying to visit her. I told them that if he was with me, he would have to give up traveling with her, but he could keep in touch. <laughs> 
<laughs> he said it was time he chose one or the other, and I helped him to choose her as he said he was that she was his longtime friend and doesn't want to lose her. I am in no contact, but he contacted me two times and wants me to take him for a colonoscopy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, Jill. I just have to laugh. Should I help? That's the question. This that's so, the question. Okay, so she could have said my ex wants to Jill, need to take him to the doctor. I'm not yes laughing no. at you. If you were here, I'd laugh with you. Yes, exactly. Well, it's a lot of backstory. It's a lot of backstory. I, I was wondering where the question was going to come from, and it turned completely around. This is like my friend Bridget Green. I love her. She listens. She does. She gives all the backstory. Yeah. And you're like, where are we going? And she's like, but should I buy milk? I'm yeah. like, what? <laughs> what? <laughs> so, well, I think that she probably included all of that because yes. she's. It's not, not just about. It's not just about taking. Because she could say, "Shit, my ex boyfriend wants me to take him to a colonoscopy. Should I take right. him?" And I would be like, I "Maybe." Guess. But now I know all this. Well, so here's so here's two things I think of immediately with this story slash question slash autobiography. It, number one, this is what's called like a back burner relationship. So he's Ooh, got her on the that. back burner, right? Oh. He's got his woman that he's with and even though they're not having an affair they're not talking or whatever she's kind of his back burner and it's mm-hmm. the same for her i think she didn't mention and that she's with with anybody else she didn't say like oh i'm over him or yeah whatever. she didn't mention another guy she is also kind of keeping him on the back burner yes whether or not that ever happens or turns out we do this a lot we kind of have a backup plan. Yeah. Whether we ever go to that backup plan or not, it's nice to feel like we've got that. And I get it too, probably. Yeah. If Jill's 68 years old, she probably, it sounds like she's probably very uncomfortable being alone mm-hmm. and fearful of that. Sure. So I would say, first of all, get off the back burner. Girl, you got your own stove. You know, get some of your own things cooking. But <laughs> I love that. <laughs> number two, um, the like connecting to someone again and then asking them to take you to the hospital. So I would say that's kind of like emotional hitchhiking. Yes. So right, like if yes. you're like if you're driving down the road and you see a hitchhiker, but it's kind of someone burly and they've got like a blood splatter on their shoulder and that's not sticking their thumb out, they're waving a knife. Like you're not going to pull over for that person. But if it's a young woman holding a baby. Well, if he was hot, I might. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Sorry. Again, your emotional response. Your emotional response is going to make you yeah. choose a different option. Yeah, if she looks like Shamar Moore. I'm like, get in the car, put the knife. Yeah, yeah, just drop fine. the knife. First. Just drop the knife. So but yeah, but like emotional baby. It's if a, they're it's, a baby. It's, yeah, it's a, it's emotional. So someone asking, "Can you take me to the hospital?" is not like, "Can you take me to the grocery store?" Mm-hmm. So automatically, there's something you know. He's asking a question that she almost can't say no to. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. 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 I, he's putting her in a corner. I, but at the same time, Jill, sweetheart, you're 68 years old. And I don't mean that in a shameful way like you should know better because everybody learns things. Oh, sure. And then you learn things. But I, what I mean is like you are an adult. Yeah. And I think one of the best ways adults can serve one another is uh, you need to like take yourself to the emotional hospital, so to speak. Like – Take like you were said, like she needs to take care of her own burners mm-hmm. and do her thing. And honestly, for honestly, Jill, this might be hurtful, but if you can't take him to the hospital, my guess is there's probably several other women in on his back burners who can. So, yeah. and let, that's really more appropriate do, for someone yeah. else to to do that. Yeah, you know? 
Yeah, and if not, he can take a fucking Uber. Okay, I don't, yeah. Well, dial they, a lift. Unless they're like in the middle of the country. But yeah, there's just... There's got to be a bus, a, a horse, cousin, something. Yeah, something. You know? He can... A cousin, a brother, yeah, an yeah, uncle. Somebody. <laughs> like, At the town yeah. drunk, someone let Jill. I just think this is not for you to help, and this is... Um, this is not your burden, sugar. No, no, and don't don't let that emotional baggage make make you force you into choices that you wouldn't normally make. I think she already knows the answer to this question. Yeah, that's why she gave that's us all the backstory. Yeah. So I love that backburner relationship. I'm using that shit, sugar. <laughs> Be like, I learned this from an expert, Westifer. Um, <clears throat> all right. Next question. Uh, this is a pretty easy. Well, not easy question, but short. Uh, dear Maddie. I, this is from Diana, age 51, and she says, Dear Maddie, I am trying to be a good LGBTQ ally, but I'm having a hard time with the word queer. I feel like a lot of people are using that to describe themselves, but I grew up thinking queer as such a horrible word. Is it okay to say it? I don't want to start saying it and offend people. Thanks, Diana, age 51. I've talked to people a lot. What do you think about the word queer? Well, what a great question because it really shows you that she is – so almost hyper aware mm -hmm. that she doesn't even even using specific language doesn't yeah. want to offend anyone which makes me say diana i think if you're going in that intention you're not going to offend anyone no matter what you say because you're sound like a great person exactly exactly and 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 that's you know being very mindful but at the same time there you know words and language is very important mm -hmm. i mean what you say really does mm -hmm. matter it makes a big difference and there are certain words, um, you know, I have a lot of playlists that may use uh, certain words, oh, yeah. <laughs> like the N-word, uh -huh. uh, which, you know, people love it when they're dancing along to it. But if I'm in a conversation, I'm not going to use that language. It's, yeah. it's probably one of the few words yeah. I just don't use. It's yeah. never meant anything positive to me. And um, if that's the case for her, where this particular word has never meant something positive for her, mm -hmm. she's not going to feel positive using it. I love that. I love that because a lot of times, too, uh, we're so worried about offending or with other people. But it's like, but if you're not comfortable with the word, then that's okay for you not to use it. You know, oh, absolutely. I, I do think like queer is a weird word in that it's um, queer is a queer word um, because the younger generation, to kind of answer your question historically, Diana, yes. For people age 51, queer was like a bad, bad word. word. Mm -hmm. Like for me, it was like fag or like sissy. Yeah. But for them, it was like queer. Was queer. Like yeah. if, if somebody called them a fag, it wasn't a thing. But if somebody says fag, like now, it still makes me bristle just from like PTSD shit. But, um, but the word queer, I never, it never really bothered me. Um, but, and now, especially with like, I know from like campus of the younger generation, mm -hmm. that's the word that they're using. It's like, yeah, 25, 28 under, there, a lot of them don't even say I'm gay or lesbian. They say the word queer. Whereas I know. it's more of an umbrella term at yes, this point. But Diana, yeah. for sure, I feel like if you're it probably talking with anybody over 35, I would maybe stay away from that word because yeah. they're going to get triggered by that. Yeah, maybe her circle of friends would would find that yeah. offensive. But, you know, also just ask them how they might identify exactly. themselves. Because people are using all sorts of terms, whether it's pansexual, whether it's fluid, mm -hmm. whether, you know, gay, straight, this or that. Um, and I'm with you on the on the fag. Although occasionally uh, I do have a friend of mine who, who uh, runs a club and he'll... 
when he wants to make an announcement, he'll get on the mic and just be like, shut up, faggots. <laughs> it's that's so funny. That doesn't bother me. It's like I can understand when like – no, I do that. And like uh, like I'll – my friend and I, the one, my friend Jake that we do the podcast, like he got this – he was talking on the show about this shawl. And I'm like – He's like, I got it at this wonderful shop. And I'm like, what was it called? Fagatron? <laughs> and so like, so that is different. But, but again, it's like my boyfriend, he's African-American. And so, you know, we talk about like, like obviously he and I never use the N-word with each other. But how, you know, he, he like has said that with his friends and stuff. Mm-hmm. And it's still harder for me to understand. But I guess I get – but I, I don't use that word though a lot. But every once in a while, it's just – but again, it sounds exclusive, and I'm like, well, you you can't say it though if you're straight. Like, I mean, or not in that that context. Yeah, I feel it. Context is everything. And again, if it's it's never if it's never been a term that's offensive to you, and and you know your group uses it, mm-hmm. then fine. But yeah. you may find a very different response once yeah. you're out of that group. Exactly. So yeah, I would I I would think if it's something that. Um, again, a great question because it just shows she's being so mindful. Yeah. But you could always ask someone how they identify yeah, exactly. or, or what they And it is prefer. confusing because everybody identifies their own way. Oh, absolutely. So and, and words don't try do, to make sense of it. Just yeah. ask. Words evolve and change and all of that. Yeah, so. it's so different. Yeah. I love that question. Thank you, Diana. And I love that name. Speaking of Wonder Diana. Woman. Look at that. Look at that, Diana. That just worked out well. Um, okay, we are flying through. All right. Well, no, no. Oh, we're good. We're on time. I always run long. I never do the show in 30 minutes. I try. Oh, it we just happens. realize. Yeah, when we do our show, we know we're going to go for an hour. Yeah, Sometimes it's I like just, hour 10, hour 15. I it just, just happens. Tried. Once you get going, that is. I should have you both on. Oh, yeah. Do a I love that. We should yeah. totally do that. We should that. do like a geek out. Like, yes. Is he into geek stuff oh, too? Oh, yeah. He's a oh, huge really? Power Rangers fan. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, I took a, a, a hosting class, actually, with the guy. His name's Taraji. Not Taraji. That's Taraji P. Henson. What's his name? <laughs> Jesus. I can't. We're on Instagram. But he was like, he was the latest, like, blue Power Ranger. Oh, that's awesome. I didn't know. Like, I, he tweet or I Instagrammed a picture of us in the class, and, like, four people were like, oh, my God, that's a Power Ranger. I'm like, what? What are you talking about? And then I looked, and he has, like, 400,000 Twitter followers or some oh shit God. like that. I know. Yeah, He's... we're we're big geeks on, on the show. We've done some reviews. We've reviewed Batman versus Superman. At, oh, fun. We love all that stuff. So, Oh, fun. yeah. I yeah. would totally, totally do all that kind of stuff. I actually um, – I just contacted the one that's voicing Wonder Woman right now on the little um, – on the DC – what's it called? It's called Justice League Action – we're trying to figure out schedules because she's like, yeah, I'll do your show. So oh, my God. I, I want to meet her. I'm super excited. I know. I'm trying to get one of the writers of the Wonder Woman script on the show as well. Friends of her friends trying to sleep with them. I yeah. literally – I've told this show before for my listeners. Sorry, Mom, if you're listening. But, I mean, I'm such a Wonder Woman fan that I once uh, gave a hand job to a guy who had the Joss Whedon Wonder Woman script at his house. <laughs> The really the only It was like that bedroom thing where he was like, hey, if you want to read the script, we're going to work out in the bedroom. And I yeah. was like – all right. I really want to read this script. It's just a hand job. I'm not doing anything in my mouth. That's fine. And so that's what happened. There you go. And it was, I was, you know what? I'm still glad I read it. Yep. It was great. It was a good script, actually. Oh, yeah. you read it too? Mm-hmm. I wonder what version you read, though. I, I wish he wouldn't I, give it to me, though. I wish I had it to oh, read that. Oh, yeah. That was the same with me. I was like, you have a, like, a script. Just, I'll never share it. But, I'll never will either. Yeah. Find that person. That's I still want to read it. I probably have it framed at this point. It's true. Yeah. It's true. I'll contact Josh. Okay, so we're at chatting many questions. So 
Um, and because you talk about so much about sex on your show, I am I'm invoking an old chatting because usually about once a year I kind of change chatting Maddie questions just to be a little different. So be prepared for that. But the first one I'm going to ask is chatting Maddie number one. What is your most memorable childhood smell? I think because we the slaughterhouse. No, because we <laughs> blood pig blood. <laughs> Um, because we did grow up in the country, uh, we were on about, I don't know, two acres and, um, it doesn't just walking by the grass doesn't do this for me now, but if it's fresh cut grass, yeah. Oh, that takes me right back. To... And it's, it's a different smell when you're like on a, cause my grandpa, my grandpa grew up on a farm as well. And he had a, a smaller farm where he lived. But just growing up in the country, I feel like I know what you're talking about. It's not when people just mow their lawn, but it's like when those big tractors mm-hmm. are cutting like mm-hmm. huge path. It's yeah. such an intense It's very smell. intense. And then the wind kind of kicks yeah. up a little bit, and there's that breeze. And, and you really don't get that in L.A. that much yeah. unless it's you're literally walking by and they're cutting it at that moment. And, and when you get that little tingle, yeah, that always takes me back. That just mm. always takes me back. I love that. Okay. Uh, Such a country boy. You are a country boy. So, Chatty Manny number two. Lately, we've been asking what's the name of your memoir, but because you've written a book already, I feel like, uh, I feel like, which Better by 30, a new you in 30 days. Get it on Amazon, people. He's shirtless on the cover. He's real hot. So, um, okay. But, so I'm going to ask an old Chatty Manny question, which is what or where is the weirdest place you've had sex? Since, since y'all talk about sex oh, on your gosh. show. I feel like we have discussed this on the show. And we did one where it was, where's like, oh, this was sort of our Halloween one. Where's the creepiest place you've ever had sex? Oh, okay. I'll take that. So I will tell you, um, I grew up in Ohio mm-hmm. and right next door. Ohio. That's just, yeah. it ends with that creepiest place you had sex. Ohio. Ohio. <laughs> <laughs> That's all you need to know. It gets actually a lot creepier. Right next door, um, uh, uh, James Dean is buried in uh, Indiana, and th- I actually went with a boyfriend of mine at the time. It was pitch black, and mm-hmm. we ended up having sex in the graveyard next to James. You fucked Dean's on his grave. grave. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I was a big um, like James Dean dork when I was a kid. Like oh everyone God. was all like Elvis, but uh-huh. I, you know, James Dean was only ever in like three movies. Yeah. But I actually I was in this play when I was like 15 or 16 called Come Back to the Five and Dime, Jimmy Dean, Jimmy Dean. And the whole play, Cher was in the Broadway uh, play, by the way, which you can mm-hmm. get, I think it's it's available. Like You can still like, I don't know if it's on Netflix or whatever. But anyway, this whole play is about these people who are huge James Dean fans. Mm. And... It's very so it just kind of complicated. Lit, it lit you thing. on fire. It, it, yes, because I was like, "Well, who's James Dean?" And I, you know, when you when you, was, I think it was my first retro moment. Where as a kid, um, you know, you grow up with some shows that are older or whatever. Mm-hmm. But then there's that first phase where you're like, "Oh yeah!" Like you find this other, this whole other time where you could have belonged mm-hmm. you know maybe it's the hair or the yeah. shoes or this or that and you're like oh like, i totally could have lived in the 50s mm-hmm. you know or so it's the first time i think i really experienced that where where um i gave myself up to this whole other what if yeah. i lived in this time and and yeah i would have certainly wanted to have been james dean because he was 
very cool and gorgeous and gorgeous and um very strange very strange (laughs) oh really (laughs) yeah i believe he was bisexual i didn't know that and i also heard stories um like like he was into a little bit of pain and pleasure and oh wow cigarette butts and things like that oh wow wow a rebel mm-hmm. with a cause. Um, <laughs> with a co- All right. A rebel with a cock. Sorry, I had to say it. So, yeah. So, the creepiest place or the strangest place probably is, yeah, great. That's one, one of the probably the strangest place. questions I've, or yeah. answers I've gotten. Maybe yeah. I'll read. I'm a weird guy. I like it. Maybe I'll read <laughs> I liked it, though. I like Graveyards don't freak me out, actually. They're actually peaceful to me. I find them to be very peaceful, too. But I'm not yeah. scared of death. I think yeah, if you're I'm scared not, of death. Yeah, I'm not scared of Getting old and, like, not being able to think or, like, talk. That freaks me. That out. would be scary. But yeah, I mean the whole like gothic thing and graveyards and oh, I love all that vampires and oh, bring it on. Oh, yeah, bring I it on. Oh, do you love Buffy? T- oh my God. Yes. Oh, we can't talk about this right now. We're gonna go on another tangent. We're, we're gonna go in a strong heroin <laughs> wormhole. All right. Okay. Chatting Maddie number three. What's the best piece of advice you wish you'd taken? I feel like I um, I don't know if I said this on the podcast or just when we were talking earlier, but the one thing that someone said to me when I was really young, because I've always had a lot of interests, they said, pick one. Mm. Pick one. You didn't say that. I love that. Because even though I've had an incredible life, like the crazy journey, I've had so many careers, I've had, you know, I mean, I've worked for Entertainment Tonight, and I've worked for, you know, I've done this, and I've done that, and I mean, I've done so many things. But had I really just picked one, I probably, A, would be really good at it by now, and B, I probably would be very successful at it. Mm. And even though I live a very comfortable and happy life, you know, had I become a trainer at 18, 19, I'd probably have my own studios by now, mm-hmm. rather than, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Kind of like my older brother, uh, Lee, who uh, is an illustrator. He always wanted to make comic books. And as much as I loved that as a kid and wanted to do that as a kid, I wanted to do that, but I also wanted to write, but I also wanted to act, but I also wanted to, you know, like I wanted to do everything. Mm-hmm. And he continued to draw, and that's still what he does to this day. I know he's booked through the entire year um, doing stuff. So I feel like as much as you might have all these other interests, pick one and get, just get really good at that I'm one really thing. Good at that. Maybe for me, it ended up being being a communicator, being a teacher somehow mm-hmm. along the mm-hmm. way. I think that became the one thing that I can't, was good at. But yeah, pick one. Pick one. I, I can, well, I say all the time I have gay DD. Yeah. So I definitely... I'm it's, hard. It's, it's hard. It's hard. It's hard. You just get passionate about stuff. Yeah. Um, well, I once was sitting next to, to a psychologist on a, a psychiatrist on a plane, and I looked him up later, really well-known, and you know, because I have a master's in therapy, and I'm, you know, but I've, I've worked on getting towards my hours, but I'm not licensed, so a part of me is like, oh, was that wasteful or whatever? And mm-hmm. I was, he was asking, and we were talking about therapy stuff, he's like, are you practicing now? I said, yeah, a little bit, but I'm also doing acting, I'm doing hosting, I sold a show, and I'm doing this. And I said, I'm not, and I kind of said all that, and I said, I know, I'm a little all over the place sometimes, I feel like. And he said, no, to me, he's like, I... He said, I hear you're ambitious, mm-hmm. and you have a lot of ambition. So maybe you just have a lot of ambition. Maybe that's true. And I can't say that I regret it. No, I don't know, either. Because, I mean, like I said, I've been all over the place. I've had so many experiences I never would have. Things, my life would not be what it is today yeah, if I sure. had just decided I'm going to write comic books. But I would say, you know, if someone is all over the place – Pick that one thing that is your is your, is your touchdown, yeah. your, your strong point. 
But don't, I mean, don't be afraid to And deviate. it doesn't have to be forever. Oh, no. Yeah. No, no. Just it doesn't have to be forever. Yeah. Just pick one. Yeah. I agree with that. All right. Chatting money number four. What day would be your Groundhog Day? So what day was so great, you're like, I could do that day over and over. I had a uh, trip to London a few years ago. And I am not kidding you. <laughs> it was the perfect day and the perfect night where I got up. I had a nice little, you know, they had their little breakfast at the hotel. I think I had some like stewed tomatoes or something delicious like that. Uh, no, they really had that for mm-hmm. like breakfast. Yeah. And um, I had a great day of shopping. I had met up with a friend that I ended up going out that night and I went to GAY and I went to heaven that night and heaven's like the big after hours club yeah. there. and I think it's even still going on now it's been there forever and it was so much fun because I was A by myself so I could just do whatever the hell I wanted mm-hmm. and when I got there there was kind of this line of and I'm I'm gonna be 41 this year by the way oh. so I I may I thought you were look younger. a little younger I thought younger. you were way younger yeah. than me I and may, I'm 37 <laughs> good for like you a little sugar. younger and I remember okay. telling them how Everybody old they was. Everybody needs to buy the yeah. fucking book better by 30 and knew you in 30 days because Westifer looks fucking great. Buy that yeah. shit. Oh, I'm Do coming it. out. I'm working on a, I am working on a beauty book. So that is oh, in wow. the works. That is in the works. But, but I remember uh, I was in line with oh, these like kids and I remember to like, I was like, oh, you know, I hope I have fun tonight. I don't really know anyone here and I don't know if it's really my kind of crowd. You know, I'm 38. And they were like, 28? You don't look 28. And I was like, no. And they're like, you could be easily be 22, 23, just like us. Come in with us. And I was like, you know what? I'm not saying another word. And I just walked <laughs> over with them. And I'm not kidding you. At some point in the night, there was one guy I had been talking to kind of over in one place. And another guy I had been kind of talking to over in another. And on the dance floor, I'm not kidding there was a fucking dance off for my affection that's one would kind of grind on me and you know dance with me and then i'd turn around and the other one the other one was like a trained dancer so he'd like do the splits under my legs and like do i mean it was such a scene wow best time ever that was amazing that was (laughs) Yeah. The object of many affection. How could you not? And then, yeah, and then it ended with... So the the dancer was cool. I thought he was you know, a great guy, but I had just broken up with the dancer, so I was like, no. The other one was kind of like a surfer type, so I ended up hanging out with him for the rest of the night. He took me on my first and only double-decker bus uh, excursion because I, I, I didn't know the bus system mm-hmm. at all, so he, I, that's the only time I've ever been on a double-decker bus in you know the in UK. My, yeah. And, um, yeah, it just kind of showed me around, and uh, we ended up just having a great night. So that would definitely be my Groundhog Day. Oh, that's a good one. I'm worn out. It was All nuts. Right. Yeah, yeah, it was, it was, uh, it was a full a day and yeah. night. Okay. Well, <laughs> and maybe the next morning, may, yeah. too. <laughs> that's There's more to that night I just didn't ask. I was yeah. being polite. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, All right. So chatting matter number five, when are you most inspired? either time of day or time of your life like where or what when something happens when are you most inspired do you know what's so cheesy about me it's like i can be in the i'm so bipolar i can be in the worst effing mood and then just see like a cute puppy or like hear an inspirational piece of music 
or, you know, I don't know, see a movie that's about the power of one or something. And I'm just so incredibly inspired. Mm. So it's, it's anything little randomly throughout the day. I think especially music, you mm. know, when, when the music that hits that crescendo and there's just that moment where you're like, mm-hmm. yeah, like that really, that really gets me. But there's a lot of times where just, just something silly and cheesy and, you know. No, the it's those little things. That's why it's important that we create those little things. It's stuff like I tell people all the time, you know, like so many, especially women I know, but a lot of gay men too, let's be honest, because straight guys usually don't seem into candles. But like I like candles and stuff all the time. And, mm-hmm. I, and I'm like, what if every time you light a candle, you just set an intention either to mm-hmm. what you're thinking of or you want something to burn away negative. And that's I've so many like how very witchy of, of you. I know it is very witchy. <sighs> Fucking loved, loved, I love that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um. But yeah, and but that's been a really simple thing. People, it's like just a simple thing to kind of change your day. Mm-hmm. So yeah, um, put on a good song. Yeah, put know? on a good song. Something that gets you moving and gets your mind like right. Exactly. And if that don't work, smoke a joint. <laughs> I get paranoid. <laughs> oh, do you? Yes. Oh, tried it like twice. Oh my gosh. Not for me, yeah. but but I'll have a good beer. There you go. Which there is, you go. I yeah. love a good beer. Loosen up. Yeah, loosen up. Um, sugar, that's it. I'm throwing the paper across the room. Uh, We're done. That's the show. That was so fun. This I felt was, like that flew by. It did fly by. It was, well, no, it's an hour almost. Oh, wow. Like 50 minutes. Look at us. So, um, Okay, so okay, I'm gonna tell it now. So everybody can find you at your website. Yeah, uh, I love your philosophy. By the way, party hard, train harder. I love it. Um, you're just fun. You're a fun guy. Like you have like that um, Ellen or like Ina Garten. Do you know who Ina Garten is? The Barefoot Contessa. No, you don't watch the Barefoot Contessa, Mm-mm. the cooking show. No, I don't. Her and her husband Jeffrey. Oh my gosh! Oh, if you love to cook, she yeah. lives in the Hamptons. Her okay, husband I like her already. Okay, her husband works in New York. At like Yale, he's a part of business, but so he only comes home on the weekend. And during the week, she just hangs out with her girlfriend and gay friends and cooks food and drinks wine. Oh my god, I want to meet her. Right you? Now. Oh yeah, Ina Garten <laughs> is amazing. But what I love about her, she talks about again. She's somebody who started something later in life. She didn't start cooking till yeah, and do this till she was in I think like her forties. But she, she just really kind of lives her life about what's the next thing for me to do that would be fun. Yeah. And I think that's when I think about you, I feel like that's something that guides your intention of like what's fun for me. Mm-hmm. I, I do. I mean, yeah, I, I I want to live a you know fulfilled life, and whatever I'm doing, I want to be passionate about it. Mm-hmm. And if I've lost that passion, you know, I worked for Entertainment Tonight for for many many years, and mm-hmm. I loved it. Oh my! Oh, I was there at five a.m. every day. Mm-hmm. I mean, I had to be because there was a five a.m. meeting, but. Yeah. I didn't care. My mm-hmm. friends were like, you're at work at five. I'm like, yes. And I did the, you know, the award shows and this and that. And then as time went by, you know, I lost my passion for it. I burned out mm-hmm. for it. I yeah. A, I didn't want to talk about reality show stars anymore. Mm-hmm. It just, the things that I was doing, I just wasn't passionate about it anymore. Mm-hmm. So I did something else. Yeah. And that's the that's incredible okay. thing about life is at any time, you can start over. You yeah. can just decide, like, hey, you know what? I'm going to do this instead. Yeah. There's nothing nothing keeping you. Yeah. Whether you even have, you have children or not. Oh, they're getting their recycling. You can hear it now. Well, on that note. Okay, everybody. So go to the website. This will all be in the show notes for the show, but you can go to westferguson.com, and that's W E S. 
F E R G U S O N WestFerguson.com. And that's going to have – you have your, your reel there. Yeah, my reel, my book link is there, the yeah. podcast, all that stuff. And Twitter, you're Westifer, mm-hmm. so like Westofer. And that's the same thing for Instagram is the Westifer. And your Facebook is Facebook.com forward slash WestFergusonFitness. Yes. Sugar. There is everything about this man. But again, you don't have to remember any of this. It's going to be in the show notes. And more importantly, and I'll put, include a link to the Richie Rich and Westerfer show because if people I, – I think, again, like I love that uh, – I love that, you know, a lot of times people feel like, well, to have a – to be a personal trainer or to be a therapist or you have to be this very like kind of – deep person but also mm-hmm. this almost serious person and i love that you and i both like really love talking about inspiration and love talking about self-motivation and improvement but we also just we love it you know a nice drink and like we were said earlier like in a good dick joke yeah exactly <laughs> there's nothing wrong with that <laughs> exactly <laughs> do you know who else really likes a good dick joke and i've had the opportunity to tell her one is kate beckinsale really yes oh she's beautiful uh, i love it. oh Kate Beckinsale, come on yeah. the show. Come That's- on the show. <laughs> I love a good laugh. Yeah, you yeah. Know? It's like, well, Carol Burnett, my favorite. Yes. She always says comedy is tragedy plus time. So I think it's kind of something I use to guide my life to always Absolutely. find humor in something. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for being here. This, I truly did like this. I love this. this oh, was it was great. great. I'm yeah. We're going to have to have you on our show. So. Oh, I would love that. I would love that. And I'm going to have you and Richie Rich back as well. And good. it's just... Great, great, great. Well, everybody, you know the drill. Do something for someone this week, and uh, we will see you next week. Bye. Wes, come on, Westifer. I mean, he he really, like, when I first, his name was Westifer, I was like, Westifer, that's an odd nickname. And then you talk to him and you meet him, and you're like, you are totally a Westifer. He's adorable. He's also really pretty. I mean, I think I have pretty, people keep telling me that I have the prettiest people on my show. You know what? I think I do. All right, sugars. You know the drill. I love, adore you. I just, I cannot, you know, again, I'm with Dear Maddie 100. I really just, I'm very, it's renewed. Not that it wasn't before, but it reminded me how grateful for I am of the show and with the three-year anniversary at the end of June, how much joy it brings to my life. And I hope I'm bringing that back to y'all. Well, okay, we also have, I'm going to have a special episode that I'm actually, one episode, 102, I'm actually going to post early because I scored an interview with Jennifer Welch, who is on the reality show on Bravo, Sweet Home, Oklahoma. And basically, I scored this interview because I hounded this woman and the production people at Bravo because I was like, this woman is my people. She's an Oklahoma woman. She reminds me of like my cousin Kelly. I just... I love her. I love what she's about. I love that show. If you're not watching Sweet Oklahoma and you want to catch up before this interview on Monday, Sugars, watch it. Sweet Home Oklahoma is on Bravo. I'm sure you can stream it. It's like 30-minute episodes. They're real funny. It's not like those normal housewife shows where they're fighting and they're terrible to each other. It's not that at all. It's actually about three women, three hilarious, awesome women who are, more than anything, have such a great friendship. They totally tease each other, and uh, they play pranks on each other, which are really funny, but at the end of the day, they just, they love each other, and they want to support each other through the the shit they're going through in their life. So, anyway, on Monday, Jennifer Welch, that's coming up. For the rest of you, Sugars, you know I love a good Twitter review. If you want to write out that review, that helps bump us up on the iTunes rating. I appreciate it so much. You can follow the other podcast, TVT Time, on iTunes and Stitcher. And I love you. All right, everybody. Go be of service to someone, and we'll see you next week. Bye.